Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're back, baby, the Long Balls Golf Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jake Berman, the originator and creator of the Berman Method of Golf Performance, where we are helping aging golfers hit the ball better, strike it more consistently, get it to go farther off the tee, and play more frequently because no aches and pains. So essentially, it's as simple as this. Move better hit the ball farther. Really can summarize it up into that. What does the Berman method do for golfers? It helps aging golfers move better so they can hit the ball farther. That's the biggest thing that we do because I truly do not believe that you should have the significant drop in distance that you do have between the ages of 60 and 70 is usually when it occurs where it's like, man, it just fell off a cliff. I used to hit the ball real well. You know, I could hang with the rest of them, a respectable 240, 250. And then out of nowhere, I can barely make it 200. I'm moving up tees. That's the first thing that occurs. And the second thing that that usually occurs is inconsistency because now you're trying to swing harder or alter your swing to compensate for the loss of distance. So now you start topping it, chunking it, slicing it, shanking it yipping it. Oh, don't say that word on here. And it just goes to crap. And then it begins this downward spiral. I call it the death spiral of the aging golfer where you lose distance, you lose consistency, then you lose enjoyment. Then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell's the point? I'm just going to go to the 19th hole. And it doesn't have to be that way. So today I wanted to talk a little bit more about one of the original things that I was talking about way back in the day, two years ago when I first started this, when I first wrote the book, The Berman Method of Golf Performance. And that is the four pillars of golf. And I wanted to talk about it today because a lot of you that have been following me for some time now, you've got a pretty good understanding of what I'm talking about and my philosophy and what works, what doesn't work and how I'm against golf lessons for three main reasons. If you're over the age of 60 and you're going to a golf lesson to gain distance, improve ball striking, or play more frequently because of back pain, knee pain, whatever it is, I'm just against that. So you got a pretty good idea of who I am and what I'm about nowadays. So I wanted to review one of the fundamental things that got us here because it'll make way more sense today than it did two years ago when I first started talking about this. Reason why I wanted to do this today is because one of my business coaches that I've been with, man, six, seven years now, he says these things regularly. Every quarter we have a, a meeting where everybody in the group gets together and we have a big mastermind meeting. And at least once during that weekend, he says these words, you need to be reminded more then you need something new. 
And when I was first new to the world of business and new to the group, I'm like, screw that. Give me some more stuff. Give me some new stuff. Give me some immediately tactical stuff so I can start generating more revenue and you know, getting more lead generation, whatever it was. But man, it is more true now than it's ever been the more that I know where it's like, man, yes, I did hear that four years ago in a mastermind meeting over in San Diego or Chicago or wherever the meeting was, but I wasn't ready to hear it then. And that's what I want you guys to get out of this podcast today is you heard this stuff a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was but you might not have been ready to hear it and process it and actually do something about it then. So we're going to review some things today, and I'm going to sprinkle in a couple of new things for all of you out there that are just addicted to consumption and new things. So I'll sprinkle some new things in there. So don't tune out thinking that this is just a review. The thing that we need to remember is that there's four things that make up anybody's golf game. And I called them the four pillars of golf, right? There are four pillars of golf that make up whether you have a good game or a bad game or an okay game. And it doesn't matter if you're a beginner golfer or on TV, one of the pros, you still have all four of these pillars. And to make it make more sense, I want you to think of these four pillars as tires on a race car because it's just so much easier to visualize four tires on a race car. If you want to get optimal performance out of that race car, you want equal and optimal air pressure in all four tires. That makes sense, right? That's easy. So now if you want to have a really good golf game, if you want to go out and break a 100 or if you want to break 90, or if you want to break 80, or if you want to break 70, or if you want to break 65, you're going to have to relate it back to these four tires. Meaning that if you're going to go out there and shoot 65, chances are you have equal and optimal air pressure in all four tires. So the race car is performing at its best. But if your goal is to go out there and shoot 90, then you're most likely going to have one tire is going to have optimal air pressure. The second tire is probably going to have a little less than optimal. Then the third tire might be really close to flat. And the fourth tire might have just barely enough air pressure in it to not call it flat. And that's pretty much what you need to shoot 90. So you can see the difference between shooting 90 and shooting 65. There's a big difference in how much air pressure is in all four tires of that race car. So to come back to the beginnings, the four pillars or the four tires are composed of technique, strategy, mentality, and physicality. So technique. So one of the tires, one of the pillars, one of the tires is your technique tire. That is your grip, your swing path. Is it inside out? Is it over the top? Are you turning? Are you not turning? Are you just arm swinging? That's your technique. Then you have strategy. Strategy is another tire. That's one of the, that's the second tire on the race car. Strategy is, okay, I know that I hit my drives 200 yards carry. 
And on this particular tee box, there is a bunker right in the middle of the fairway, right at 195 yards. And to carry it, I have to carry 205. I'm not confident that I can carry it 205. So instead of hitting driver off the tee, I'm going to hit a long iron or a wood, something that puts me around 180 yards, 185 yards max. So that is your strategy. It's just, it's course management, really. Mentality. This is the hardest six inches in golf. So mentality is the third tire on the race car. Mentality is the hardest six inches in golf. This is the tire that is the biggest difference of those that play on Thursday on TV versus those that are playing Sunday on TV. It's just mentality. Because physically, they're all pretty much the same except for John Daly, right? Physically, they're all in great shape. Strategy, they all are landing their tee shots in roughly the same area. They're all landing their shots on the green in roughly the same area. Technique, they all have exquisite technique. I mean, when you do slow motion videos of all of the guys on TV, it's like, oh my gosh, that is just amazing. So the thing that separates those that play on Thursday versus those that play on Sunday consistently on TV is mentality, the hardest six inches in golf. That's when you as an amateur, you're standing up there on the green and you're looking at a four-foot putt for birdie and there's no break at all. It's just a straight shot right into the cup, four feet, just barely too far for your buddies to not say it's a gimme. And you completely miss the putt. It's one of those putts that you should make 10 out of 10 times. If you're on the practice green, you make that putt 10 out of 10 times. But when you're standing over that putt and it's for birdie and your buddies are standing around, you miss it completely. You leave it eight inches short and to the left. And it's like, what the heck is going on here? That's mentality. And then the fourth and final tire on the race car is physicality, your physical ability, your body's ability to perform the golf swing and endure a round of golf, 18 holes. This is the tire that is most commonly the lowest of all four tires. And I talked about this so many times when I was first starting this thing, launching this thing two or three years ago, where so many people are focused on technique. So many amateurs are focused on technique. If you can't break 100, you're going to get golf lessons. If you can't break 90, you're going to get golf lessons. If you can't break 80, you're going to get golf lessons. And you're going to go over and over again. And you're trying to work on your grip. You're trying to work on your swing path. Probably the most common thing that you work on in your golf lessons is is swing path. Are you coming over the top? Are you going inside out? Technique, 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 over and over again. Your golf coach puts up, takes a video of your swing and takes a still shot at the top of your backswing and then compares it side by side with Rory's top of the backswing. And it's like, see, this is where I want you to be at the top of your backswing. And you're going, but I'm 72 years old. 
yeah, 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 I definitely should be there because if he can do it, I can do it because it's just golf, right? He's not an elite athlete. It's just golf. I can do it. Speaking of that, it's no different from me watching LeBron James drive it down the court and do an amazing slam dunk over the top of some defender and go, it's just basketball. I should be able to do that. No, I shouldn't. LeBron is an elite athlete. Whether you like him or not, I personally don't like him, but I respect the fact that he's an elite athlete. So I'm not going to go out there. I don't care how much I practice. He's got something that I don't. He just does. And nobody should be able to argue that. That's, there's just something different about that man that I will never be able to reproduce or replicate. So I shouldn't be trying to say I'm going to go do exactly what he did. So the fact that so many aging amateur golfers are trying to compare their swing and their technique to these players on tour and on TV, it just drives me absolutely nuts. But it is what it is. By far the most common thing that amateur golfers do to improve their golf swing or their golf game is they go and they get golf lessons. So they're trying to constantly pump air into that tire. Yet when they look over at the physical tire, the tire that or represents physical, that thing is flat. So to put it into perspective, let's just put some percentages on there. An amateur golfer that can break 90. That's, a pre that's pretty good as far as averages go in this country, believe it or not. The vast majority of amateur golfers can't break 100 without some type of mulligan or some type of foot wedge or hand wedge, right? That's just the facts. The average golfer, the average amateur golfer in America cannot break 100 without some type of gimme, some type of mulligan, some type of, oh, you don't have to knock that putt in because it's inside the grip of your putter. You know, people don't understand that. That's not a true score. If you think that you're out there shooting 88, but you've only sunk nine putts because the rest were gimmies and your buddies said, no, you don't have to finish that one, just pick it up. That's not an 88. It's not. You know, take it how you want. That is not a true 88. Until the ball is in the bottom of the cup, you cannot record a score. And if you record a score before the ball is in the bottom of the cup, then it's not true. It's not legit. The facts are, or the rules are what they are. So you can lie to yourself and say that you regularly shoot in the 80s, but you only drop half of your putts around. You can do that if you want. I'm not going to do that. You also can do the same thing and say, yeah, I regularly shoot in the 80s, but I get a breakfast ball off the first tee and a mulligan on the 10th tee. No, you don't shoot in the 80s. You don't. You don't. Quit lying to yourself. So, four tires on a race car, everybody's focused on pumping more and more air into the Technique tire. I gotta get this one freaking like it's getting ready to explode, and then my game will be better. Because usually the strategy tire has a good amount of air pressure in it. You're usually smart enough to say, yeah, I'm not going to hit driver off of this tee. Or, oh man, this is my approach shot. Look at all the trouble to the left. I'm going to lay up and go right. Usually the strategy tire is at least 75% optimal, if not 80% optimal. And then your mental mentality tire, same thing. 
that tire is usually around 80% optimal, meaning that we're usually not good enough to get in our own way. Meaning that until you're shooting in low 70s, the mentality or the mental tire rarely is not optimal. So if the strategy tire and the mental tire are both at least 80% full, and we're constantly trying to pump more air into the technique tire, so it's 80, 90, or 95% full, but we completely forget about the fourth tire, the physical tire, that one barely has 50% of air pressure in it. I mean, you're driving down the road and you can feel that thing. You can hear it making noise. It's so flat. People are honking at you saying, hey, you've got a flat tire over there. But you're focused on the other tire, the, the strategy tire, or the technique tire. You're trying to put more air pressure in the technique. And everybody's screaming at you saying, you're, you can't even turn. This is your buddy saying, you can't even turn. You're all arms. Your body doesn't move at all. You're just arm swinging. What is going on? You look like you're about to fall over. Your balance is horrible, but you don't hear him saying that. And you're like, yeah, I got to go get more lessons. I got to work on my grip. What in the heck? It's madness. Absolute madness. We as amateur golfers, especially if you're over the age of 50, you should be placing the majority of your practice time on your physical ability. The overwhelming majority, at least 75% of what you should be doing is focusing on your physical ability to accomplish the golf swing efficiently. And there's two things in particular that you should really be focusing on as far as mobility goes, and that is hip mobility, specifically your right hip if you're a right-handed golfer, and thoracic mobility. So that is your crappy posture, your old man posture that I talk about all the time. I've got tons of videos. I actually just had a video come out on this two weeks ago on Friday. So if you didn't see it, make sure you go back and watch that video on posture because it's so simple but so clear. So you should be focusing on right hip mobility and thoracic mobility. And then you should be working on core strength and glute strength. If you work on those four things the right way, and that composes 75 to 80% of your training and your golf game, it is impossible for you to not to improve your golf game. Because again, the other three tires got a good amount of air pressure in them, but you're completely forgetting about the physical tire that's almost flat. So I hope that this makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, I've got good visuals in my book. So go on Amazon and get the Berman Method of Golf Performance on Amazon or go to the website. Go to BermanGolf.com and get my book there. If you buy it off the off my website and not off Amazon, I'll even throw in some other good stuff in there, some other coupons for the online program and some other things just as a thank you for buying it from me and not from Amazon. So go in there, get the book. If you already got the book, get another book for your buddy that is just completely not willing to accept the fact that his body does not move like it used to move 30 years ago. That's the person that needs this book. And don't forget that right now, 
I am doing a complimentary swing analysis for your first one. So people have been loving this. My inbox has been flooded with this for the past couple of weeks, especially from people on YouTube seeing this offer on YouTube. But set your phone up on the ground on video mode. Press play, walk away from it, take a swing, then go and press stop. Send me that video of your golf swing and I will do a complimentary analysis for your first one. I'll put lines through it and I'll tell you, this is where your lowest hanging fruit is. Fix this one thing, it'll make the other things so much easier to fix. And people have been absolutely loving it. So just email that video, distance at bermangolf.com. Distance at bermangolf.com. First one is on me. And I'll show you that it's your physical ability, not your technique. I'm pretty sure that your technique is not horrible. Even if it is horrible, it doesn't matter, right? Remember this. Here's a good take-home message for everybody. Bubba Watson has one of the most unorthodox golf swings in the history of major winners. And that's known. That's a known fact. Ask us every any commentator out there, and they'll agree that Bubba Watson has one of the most unorthodox swings of anybody that has won multiple majors. He's never gotten golf lessons, allegedly, and he's got who said it? I think it was when we were watching or when a commentator was commentating on him in the Masters when he was on the path to win it the first time, where he had that amazing shot out of the woods. He described it as Bubba Watson's swing has more moving parts than a a sieve or some type of vehicle that's got a lot of moving parts. But anyways, the point of it is that it was reproducible at the time. So it doesn't matter how unorthodox or how quote unquote horrendous or ugly your golf swing is. It does not matter as long as you can reproduce it every single time time. And the thing that gives you the ability to reproduce it every single time is your muscles, is your body, it's your joints, it's your strength, it's your endurance, it's your body awareness, your motor control. That's what gives you the ability to reproduce it every single time. So I say this regularly on the record. You could shoot in the 80s, maybe even the 70s, depending on your short game. You could at least shoot in the 80s if the only shot you ever hit was a massive banana slice. Because if you could do it 100% of the time, all you're going to do is you're going to aim way left and hit your normal massive banana slice and it's going to go way left and then curve around and land real nicely in the fairway. And then your next shot for your approach, you're going to aim way left of the green, hit it, and then it's going to swing around and land real nicely on the green, right? If you can do it consistently over and over again, you could easily shoot in the 80s. The problem is when you hit a massive banana slice, then it gets into your head and then you get on the tee box and then you're trying to compensate for it and then you hit a dreaded straight ball and now you're out of bounds. You cannot score without reproducibility and the only way you can get reproducibility is with muscles. Get your body working better and your game will get better. Your scores will reflect the amount of time that you put into your body. 
sooner or later, write this down, sooner or later, your scores will reflect the amount of time that you invest into your physical ability to play the game. Sooner or later, that will be true. Okay, that's the last thing I'm going to leave you with. Make sure you send me your videos, distance at bermangolf.com. Check out our online program, six modules sent directly to your email, the online tee shot transformation program. And get ready. Season's coming up, baby. The snowbirds are coming back. We're going to have a ton of fun. We've got some new products for you for all the in-person people. And I look forward to it. Thank you for everything. Share this episode with somebody that you know needs to hear it. Like this episode. Subscribe to the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to bermangolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, bermangolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.